to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Last Gen Podcast, everybody. My name is Alex Iaquinto on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries. Today, we've got something that I'm excited about because I always like doing these episodes. Um, and I've got a handsome young buck <laughs> as my guest. Oh, you you showed him. Or whatever. Okay. Go back to the close shot. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You didn't see that, guys. Today's mystery man uh, is a man of many talents. Uh, he's an African-American young gentleman. <laughs> That is true. Um, we've got Jordan Raybert on the podcast today. I'm excited. Jordan, ever since I started texting you without your then-girlfriend's uh, approval. This is true. It was under the radar. This is true. Ever since I started texting you, I knew that there was like a special connection. Yeah, pretty much. We fell in um, uh, friendship. Yeah, friendship. <laughs> Immediately. For the cameras. Um, and, uh, and no, he's just, he's just Miracle Word Ministries type of people. We're here in Naples, Florida, by the way. Yep. Um, this is Faith Church Naples. Just, just, I hate when people tell me this question, but like, tell me about yourself. What do, what do you want me to say? What do, what do you do what all do you, day? What do I do all day? <laughs> as, as little as possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, for real though, we, we run, obviously, um, I, I kind of work for my dad most, most of the time. I yep. run my own company as well mm -hmm. on the side of things, but that's not important for the podcast. <laughs> um, but basically we are in full-time ministry here in Naples, Florida, and we run a ministry that it's a global ministry uh, based out of yep. South Africa, East London, South Africa. And we broadcast the gospel to three continents at the moment, wow. uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all year and, round. And it's a serious, like, I'm as as I'm learning more about faith broadcasting. It's like it's legit. It's serious. Like yeah, maybe in I mean you you probably have heard of it in the states, but I mean in in South Africa, you know, across the continent of Africa, it's a major deal. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you guys are. I think you guys are going to make it. Yeah, my dad's famous, but <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm not. <laughs> Very much so. It's great. No, um, it's wonderful. Yeah, and then so you also do the youth. Um, yes, yes, sir. Uh huh. What capacity do you run in? Um, I don't know, but it's <laughs> I don't know no. Yet. So we we have yeah. Obviously, we've just started. Um, the next the next has been going for a while. Like mm -hmm. that's not it's not like a brand new vision. There were a couple of us guys. Uh, my buddy Eric being the main other guy. Mm -hmm. Um, that started it in was it like April 2020? Yes. And it originally started as a podcast. Yes. And um and then with everyone going, it picked up traction. But with everyone going, they went to Bible school and stuff like that. Um, and, and everything kind of, I wouldn't say fell apart, but it like, yeah. it, it, it needed a break yeah. because we had stuff to do and equipping to have and whatever. Right. And, um, and so South Africa picked up the weight for us yep. and, uh, they started their live services and it turned into a youth group and now they're running. I mean, they probably run like two, two fifty a service at the moment for, for youth. That's great. Yeah. Like and that's it, a really great number. And I, and I mean, our, our viewership online, I don't want to misquote fact, but I think yeah. it's at least, uh, at, at least, least trillions. Yeah. So no, we, we run, we run probably on TV, like two fifty K a service. Maybe. Are you serious? Yeah, between two fifty and four hundred k a service, and that's guaranteed. About that's guaranteed viewership on on the network. Yeah. Wow. For our youth service, and then for, for your youth yes, service. Yeah. Yep. 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 
every Friday night, and then um, and then obviously on socials on top of that and stuff like yeah, that. The smaller dude. number, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Make like me feel like a failure. No, no, no. no. It's no. and it's like this has been obviously it wasn't like you know we rebranded it yeah. and it, it relaunched the youth and put it into a TV capacity so that we could reach other people who are watching online yep. and um and it really it filled a void that we had for young people's content but i mean obviously it's it like uh, we don't take credit for that it's that's the anointing and, yeah. and anointed ministers who are out there to preach the word we've got a incredible team of people back at home yeah we just had the vision for it and they started running with it and it's yeah. been great now we're back over in the states baby yep. and uh, we're getting ready to launch it full-time here we started with nightly services so we're building up we've had probably about 50 young adults come through in in the last three or four weeks that's great over, over the course of that we were averaging you know 20 25 uh, whatever yeah i think it is per per night whatever and so we're building our goal is to get to like 100 150 whatever soon right. yeah and then and then do the live programs from here but we're gonna you know once everything calms down a little bit once we finish revival we're gonna start looking at putting out podcasts and doing more collabs like this yeah be awesome but that's kind of the story of the next, I and, guess, and, and that's like, I mean, if you don't think that's impressive, I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> impressive to you. That's that's awesome. So it's not like I'm, I'm just like hanging with this dude who doesn't know what he's doing. He he is, uh, he's a legit minister, and um, and this ministry is a legit ministry. Yeah. Uh, I promised a Q and A. Yes. To, to to people, we've got a ton of questions. I texted out to the text group. Uh, if you're not a part of the text group, you can go to lastgenyouth.com. It's not a group chat, by the way. And anytime I try to explain this, it sounds so creepy. It, it really Go it, to the thing. I was already sign creeped up, out. <laughs> yeah, sign up for the link. And that just gives me your personal number. No, it's it's not it's not that creepy. So just if you sign up, you, you get text updates from me. I, I text you. I'm praying for you. I get prayer requests from you. Uh, it just, you know, it connects us in a real, in a real special way. And so I texted out, what questions do you have? Uh, we're doing a podcast, a Q&A. I'll actually have Jordan uh, read the first question. You didn't give it to me, so. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're handing it to yeah, me now. It's such a good thing that it was, that. On the, it was on the close-up, yeah. so I never saw his hand. Go ahead and read that in your head. And then. All right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so what, what question? Yeah, what question do you have? Do we have a different question <laughs> to start with? That was a test. I thought you were going to read that out loud. No, I will, I'll read it out loud <laughs> if you want. Uh, okay, I'm just saying. Like, we'll deal with it. That's fine. <laughs> Let's deal with it. I'll use all three weeks of ministry experience I've got. We can we can make this work. <laughs> that was... It's anyways, a legit... We've got a lot of dating... Oh, we can, we're going to actually respond to that at some point, though. Um, Pri even privately? Privately, okay, probably. Cool. Just checking. Um, That's fine. We, we got a lot... What's funny to me is we got a lot of dating questions. Oh, and I thought you would be perfect for this. Because Jordan here just got engaged. That's true. Yes. So halfway there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. There, she guys. can't run. Yeah. <laughs> she can't now. Okay. Cool. No, no, so, well, let's hit him. First I mean, question. Oh. Okay. Are you allowed to date as a young teen? Define a young teen for me. Um, I'd say up until f sixteen would probably be young teen. Because like when when you get to seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, you wouldn't be like a young teen. That's that's a that's a valid point. You would technically be like an old teen. Okay, yeah. so I'll I mean like I I don't I don't make this over spiritual, but I'll like wrap it up in like okay. So Paul Paul says that you can do anything. Yeah. But not all things are edifying. To the, like you shouldn't right. probably do everything, but you can do anything. I think it fits into that boat yeah. where it's like, and I don't want to sound like a marriage counselor because I'm freaking, I'm not a marriage counselor. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not, am I allowed to say freaking on the podcast? Yeah, you can I don't say, know. hey, freaking. <laughs> oh, okay. Where's my <laughs> camera? Freaking. <laughs> I 
freaking. <laughs> I know I've got a fancy accent, so there's a couple other words you could think oh, anyway. Listen, listen, hold on. I'm shocked by the amount of words you can say in South Africa that are not bad. Offensive, no? Well, we're not going to put them because there's airs List everywhere. them off. No, we're not. Okay. Just like, this just... <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So with, with this, what I would say is like... Um, and I don't want to sound like someone's dad because I'm not someone's dad, but I don't think it's a good idea yeah. for a couple of reasons. First of all is you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. There's no there's no 16-year-old that has their life planned out perfectly. I'm 21. I still, like, am trying to figure... I'm not, not in, like, a dumb sense. Right. Like, I have a really good sense of direction. Right. But I would not have been ready to date. Of course. And then even if you find someone that you're like, oh, well, this person's hot, or I find this person attractive, or I want to marry this person... It's dumb because you're not in the position to marry them in the first place. So then you're going to sit for four or five years waiting till you're old enough to get married that you don't financially shipwreck yourselves and yep. end up with a divorce six months in. Yep. And you're probably going to end up sleeping together and then you're going to have a baby at like 17 years old. So, so basically your life is going to suck. I would say avoid it. That, <laughs> yes. would, be, that would be my thing. Well, and, and honestly, like this is something that I had to learn because I, I didn't, you know... <laughs> How do I say this? I, I didn't have that this, thought. Yeah. Or maybe I didn't know that deep down. I didn't connect it with my brain. And so, you know, I thought, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. When in, in reality, like, even if you don't do something, you're setting yourself up for heartbreak. You're setting yourself up for temptation for, for no reason. Because if you're 13, 14, 15... You will not get married. To that I don't person. know what the statistics are, but they're low. Yeah, they're like, very it's low. Very, very low. And also, like a crazy. I read this the other day. Not that it helps with any of this. And I don't know why we're talking about dating, but yeah. like I read this that like I think dudes mature. Um, uh, not not faster than girls, but their their bodies and their hormones change significantly sooner than girls do. Yes. Whereas girls, the most changing that happens in their bodies from like a, an emotional perspective and mm -hmm. their drives and, and their passions for life, it only finishes by like 25, 24, 25, generally yeah. speaking. So if you're talking, like I won't say from a girl's perspective, from, from a guy's perspective, from that 20 to 25, that person is going to change completely. Their mm. passions, their desires in life, they're still figuring it out. So yeah. I'm not saying get married at 45, yeah. but if you're, if you're not like 18 to yeah. the point where you know, like, like you've heard from the Lord, this is your person. Like if, if you know that you know that you know, then who cares? And yeah. no one can tell you anything else. It's just going to be a long wait for you. But, yeah, th that's, you know, that's the thing. Like if you're 13 and you know that you know that you know that you know that that's going to be your wife, I still would say don't date that person. If you know that that's going to be... Date her sister. Yeah, date her, <laughs> date her older sister. Uh, no, what? 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 <laughs> Have you done this before? <laughs> what the heck was 13-year-old Jordan doing? Um, no, Probably playing like Roblox. If you, if you th feel like, I know that this girl is going to be my wife, then, then that's the Lord confirming to you that she's going to be around. You know, why would the Lord oh, tell you... So you don't have to, like, lock her down in, like, dating. You know, it's not like that. You'll so probably like, annoy her, and then it won't happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. And most of the time, let me just tell you, like, if you're in a relationship and you're 15, I will say this, and listen, if you're the exception, praise God. In about 30 you, minutes, you guys will not be... probably or, not the exception. Right. And so just high school relationships don't last as a, as a broad thing. Now, some of them do. Most of them don't. And so, and, and God will tell you, I've had the Lord convict me 
before. Like, like, dude, you know, you know, this isn't right. You know, this isn't right. So be smart about it. Take your emotions out of it. Um, and just know that if you're, if you're, let's say 15 and you have zero income, you can't be married. So, um, dating as a young teen, I, I would say, and I will take this stance when last gen opens in person, uh, this summer, uh, I will say from the pulpit and from the platform, if you are 16 or younger, don't even think about it. As a broad rule, um, 17, 18, 19, I'm all for, like, you know, not waiting until you're 45, but, you know, I would just become become and stable, the, I, I think, know who you are, and then you can I date. think you're right, and I think before we move on, the last thing to say yeah. about this is, like, you don't have to marry the first person you date. Yes. We... I mean, obviously, you're, the reason for dating is to get married. Right. Otherwise, we'd be just like the world, and we don't really want to exactly. collect those things. Right. So it's like, but you don't have to. So if, you, if you're if you 15, and you're in a relationship right now, and you're like, I promised him I would marry him. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lie. It's like, like, he will get over it. Yep. You'll get over it. And you'll thank the Lord when you're like 55 years old, and you have like all these kids and you have a, a successful marriage and that, that you didn't marry the first person exactly. you dated. Not saying that that's a, a rule. Right. But anyways. But don't, yeah, don't feel like, like, oh my gosh, you're we're dating. Stuck. This has to, yeah. You're, you're, I told you're him I loved him and now I'm committed yeah, forever. Exactly. Until you put a ring on it, <laughs> you're not committed. Yeah, until um, you do vows. You're yeah, so your, your relationship could easily fall apart. <laughs> Until you, I'm just kidding. No, you have a strong relationship Hallelujah. that I that I envy. Um, <laughs> okay, not move, like in a bad way. Let's move on. Right. Anyways, you have like a cool transition music, like, <laughs> and it's like just cut. Okay, next, next question. Praise the Lord. I'm 19 and going to Bible college in three months. Mm -hmm. So what do I do if people are not happy about me going into ministry? Who freaking cares? Bingo. Like, okay, so first of all, like, uh, if you're, okay, well, who's not happy, though? Do, do they specify? Is it their parents? Is it? I think we've got another question similar where it's the parents. Okay. Do we want to put both of them into the same let's, question? Let's read that question. Read that question first before Let's I lump vent, them together. Because I'm, I'm going to vent in a second. Oh, yeah. Listen. Let's see. Hold on. We're getting there. Okay. This question says, and I'll, I'll, abri I will not put in the name of the Bible college. I will not put in the name of the person. Cool. Is it honoring to my parents if I think God has called me to name of Bible school, Bible school, and my parents don't fully agree with it? How much is okay while still honoring my parents? Do you want me to start with this or go do you want to go for it? Okay. So the first person's asking like, more general question like yeah. should we go now I, I granted i didn't go to bible school i'm doing it online same thing here. so so Mine's just because of the nature of what ended up happening with right. my life um but i did definitely feel the call of god like it was audible it was in my car i knew that i knew that i knew that i knew that this was the only thing i should be doing ministry right. was was the path for me so yeah. that i had that moment with the lord if that's you and you're a hundred percent certain that you're going to be in ministry and you want to be equipped, I would take some time and pray about it and see how you should be equipped. Because there's too many people are bandwagon guys where they'll be like, well, all my cousins went to this Bible school, so I should go as well. Yep. And then maybe that's not, I'm not saying don't go to Bible school, right. but I'm saying don't do it because everyone else did it in the same way. Don't not do it because someone's not saying it. Right. If you are called 
the Lord's going to give you direction yep. and he's going to give you provision only if you're in that thing. That's exactly like, right. So if, you, if you're like, well, I need to go out of state to this Bible school and, the, and God didn't call you to that. God mm-hmm. called you to do it online and be connected and plugged into a local church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to be any provision for it. Like exactly. you'll be in the permissible will of God, but you won't be in the perfect will of God. And so what I would say is like, if your parents, switching to the second question, if it's just a general who cares, like that's it. If, if no one else, if, if it's some random friends and family that don't think you're called to whatever, mm-hmm. who cares? If that's what you know. That's exactly right. And then I think it, it changes. So like the broad question was, what if people d- don't agree? Who, like that is exactly right. Who freaking cares? Yeah. It's like, especially friends. You won't have those friends well, in a year. They're either going to drift away. Yep. And they're going to, they're going to like people who are discouraging, discouraging, what is the word I'm looking Discouraging. for? Discouraging. Wow. Yeah. I wow. can English. English. A- anyone who's telling you not to be equipped for the call of God in your life, pro- I don't want to say this on camera, but they're probably going to backslide yeah. anyways. Like if that's, if that's the kind of friends you have, then they'll, they'll naturally distance themselves from you as you fulfill the call of God exactly. in your life. Um, so I don't really care. They sh- yeah. They shouldn't be in your life. If, if you've got a friend that's telling you, you know, like that feels that it's their job to discourage you from doing what God's called you to do, get rid of them like immediately. Yep. What are they doing in your life? You know, like they're, they're literally being used by the enemy, not saying that they're demon possessed, but they're being used by the enemy in some capacity. Yep. Now the more, uh, careful question that I want to answer is about your parents. Now, what do you do if you feel God's called you to a certain Bible school or do ministry and you want to honor your parents like the Bible says, mm-hmm. but, uh, you also want to do what God says. So, I mean, scripture is pretty clear. Um, twice it, it says that we should honor our mothers and fathers. Mm-hmm. And then it, it comes with the, a blessing. It comes mm-hmm. with the promise. If your parents are serving the Lord, I would take this into consideration. Mm-hmm. If your parents are Holy Ghost filled and they serve the Lord, they're either planted in a church. Like, I'm not talking about uh, your mom who, like, and I, I don't want to come at anyone, yeah. but if your mom, like, said the salvation prayer and goes to church on Easter and Christmas, right. I'm discounting that information. Yes. If your parents actively serve the Lord yep. and are planted in a church and are Holy Ghost filled, I would, as long as you are in their household, mm-hmm. submit to their authority. Mm-hmm. And if that means you in high school take online courses for yep. a Bible college and that, that would be the direction I would take in my own household. I had the same experience happen to me. Mm-hmm. So for those of you, like this is actually like something that's happened to me. Yeah. I asked my parents three years ago if I could go to Bible college, two, two years ago, if I could go, because I felt the call of God in my life to right. go into ministry. And my dad turned around and said, no. Mm-hmm. And it took me about a week because I was like, well, I'm going to miss the call of God in my life. And then it, it unraveled that I was supposed to do it online and instead be planted in the ministry and serve. Yeah. I didn't feel that way at yeah, first. Right. I felt like this is like, this is not the will of God. Like I should be going out there, right. but I obeyed my parents and from anointed parents yep. who actually know what the Holy Spirit needed of me. It went a bit of direction and I would have been years behind yep. and probably not even in ministry. If I'm going to be honest with the other factors that would have unfolded looking back now. Right. It would have shipwrecked my ministry, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Yeah. So I'm, it may not be the popular. Maybe you want us to sit here and be like, oh, just disobey your parents or whatever. <laughs> I personally, I think God puts those kind of people in your life for a reason. Right. If your parents are anointed, take it into consideration, go back to the drawing board and pray about it. Yeah. If you still feel after praying and fasting about mm-hmm. it, that you are 100% cold to that 
ask the Lord specifically. Start praying and fasting and say, Father, I want you to change my parents' opinion on this. Yes. And get them to change it. And that has happened to me. And so, like, you know, the key is when you're under their house and you're, you are not financially stable of, your, of yourself, it's like, what, what you're going to take their money and go disobey them? You're like, that's the thing is like, now it could be like, let's talk about the other side. What if you, you have parents that are not Holy Ghost filled? Maybe they're nominal Christians, like you said, Easter and Christmas only. Now you still have to honor them, but you also have to be financially stable. You, you can't like have this thing where it's like, I'm entitled to like my parents paying for everything. Like if God's going to call you to go somewhere that he knows your parents aren't going to uh, like in the natural, which that happens with, with Christians everywhere. Their parents are like, I don't, I don't like that you go to church so much. It's like, okay, that's pushback for the gospel. But God will provide a way for you to, uh, to, to get out under their house, which is a normal thing for 17, 18, 19-year-old year people anyways. Yep. And then also fulfill the call of God. And, so it, and you could say to your parents, you could say, look, it has nothing to do with me not loving you. It has nothing to do with... Uh, me not honoring you, I just, I, I must obey God rather than man, um, but that's only if, like, you have, you have parents that are completely, you know, like, you're totally right. If you, if you grew up with parents like yours, I would, I would not discount that voice. That is a, an important voice in your life. And it has saved me from much bigger mistakes mm. as well. So yeah. I would definitely, so that would be, that's the answer. Right. I think we agree on, on that yeah. pretty much. Like, seek wise counsel in Holy Ghost yes. for parents. Yes. If it's not the answer that you feel that God is saying to you, get God to speak to them. Because I guarantee you they hear, they hear from the Lord. Yep. And if that changes, do it. Otherwise, find another way that is pleasing to them mm -hmm. and pleases the Lord's plan. And if at all costs you must go do your own mm -hmm. thing, the proof's in the pudding, baby. Yeah. If you get to college, you can't pay for anything. Everything's going against you. Everything keeps canceling. You know, you made you, a mistake. Uh, it might be time to yeah. own up to it, apologize, repent, and get back on track because it's not worth wasting your life over exactly. that. I think that was, that was a perfect answer. Cool. We're, um, we're pretty good at this. <laughs> All three weeks of experience is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm proving my ministry here. Uh, what's your skincare routine? I use a bar of oh, Dove soap. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I have done that since I was about 16. And I never had skin problems wow. because of it. I, I mean, I had a little bit of, of on my back that was kind of a pain in my butt, but I started exercising mm. more regularly. Um, and then and a bar of Dove soap. Mm. Wow. That's it. That's actually shocking. That's that's it, baby. All right. And then uh, obviously I went from showering once a week to twice a week. That <laughs> yeah, that does help. <laughs> I, I found that that's a good, that's a good yeah. plan. Yeah, once a week was pushing it. Right. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> So here's the next question. Wow. More dating questions. <laughs> okay. Get this. All right. How people don't believe me about the dove soap thing, dude. They're like, they're they like, this is really, should I I'm, try it out? You, like, dude, I'm telling you, like it's girls are really apprehensive to trying it because it's like, they're like, well, if I don't have my 18 steps of cleansing, <laughs> it's going to screw up my skin. I'm like, yeah. dude, you should just like, I'm not going to give girl, at girls advice. You, you know, Jesus used dove, dove soap, <laughs> a bar of dove soap. He did. It's true. Um, Carrying on with that. So this question says, how to know... Wait, this person has like... Uh, they writing like dyslexia here. How to know... Sorry to this person. Uh, how to know There's who There's only you one person who's going to get offended. It's the person <laughs> That's who wrote right. the question. And hey, I love you, bro. It's a dude. All right. I just let that on. Um, how to know who you should marry is the only 
question I have as of now. Let me know in the podcast. Okay. How to know who you should marry. Dang it. Why did I come to this episode? All right. Well, like, I, I feel so... Like, like, why did I come here? I don't... I, I feel like... I was like... I, I sat down and I'm like, you know what? There's probably a chance I'm going to do a couple of dating questions. And then it's I'm gonna, a trap. I'm going to feel like an idiot because I'm that one guy who was like, I don't really want to sit down and talk about dating until I've been married for like 20 years. Okay. Yeah, but, we okay. can... No, no. We'll, we'll answer it. Okay. okay. Um, God will tell you. Yep. That is, that is it. If you're Holy Spirit filled, you're in ministry. If you're not... You can make whatever life choices you want, and it won't shipwreck other people's destinies. You'll mm-hmm. just screw up your own life, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Like if you want to screw up your own life, that you have you have full permission to go and do that. If you're in ministry, yep, you don't really have that option anymore. When right. you answer the call of God for your life, you decided that you were going to serve the body of Christ, right? And so you should actually be thoughtful about the things that affect the body of Christ. Yeah, like you know, if you're gonna do meth. You know, it's going to kind of screw up other people's destinies as well. Yeah. So let's not do meth. So don't do meth. No, don't do meth. Yeah. And then God will tell you. Like, I, I was in a relationship for two years uh-huh. and did not hear the voice of the Lord on it. And I looked for every confirmation, every meeting we were in. I wanted a word. I wanted a word. I wanted a word. And I was like, Lord, everyone you told me that they had this encounter with the Lord and they knew who their spouse was. And yeah. I didn't have that for two years. Right. I looked for it. I looked for it. I looked for it. And it never happened. Um. And then, obviously, with my current, the only other relationship I've really been in, right. my current, my fiance, the the day I met her, I had an encounter with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was two completely separate events happened on the same day, um, and the Lord told me He was bringing me a spouse, and I would know that I know that I know. I said, "All right," and He gave me a, like this kick in the gut. It felt like someone sucked, like someone like punched me in the gut. Yeah, and um, and I'll never forget the feeling because it stayed with me for like a week, and then two weeks later. I had the my, like the first date with her, like the first conversation with her, whatever. And the second I saw her minister, it felt the exact same thing. And the Lord confirmed it to me. Like, and I, I heard it, it like, yeah. that's your wife. And it sounds cringe to some people. And I didn't believe it would ever happen to me, but the Lord, like there was no denying. I yeah. knew that was my spouse and, and everything else fell into place after yeah. that. So there was an obvious green light. Mm-hmm. Like I 100% knew that I knew that I knew yeah. and anything short of that, I would not accept if I was in ministry. Yeah. Let me read a scripture here that I, that I literally like, you know, I've read it before, but I hadn't really like, uh, I hadn't really seen the power of it. Let me just read it in my physical Bible. Try not to get roasted for this green Bible here. <laughs> they paid good money for. Anyways, I love your Bible. Um, Psalm 16 and uh, and verse 7. You know, I'm going to get a scripture too, so I feel oh, like... Oh, shoot. He's like, oh, he, this is like a real Bible podcast. I want to... I, wanna, I gotta have a scripture. If, if you're going to be Oh, you think that scripture's cool? Check this. Check this scripture <laughs> out, bro. I know the Bible too, okay? You know, you know what about purpose? Well, check it this, bro. <laughs> Alright, Psalm 16, 7. The Bible says... I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. That means advice. Uh, In the night, my heart also instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I cannot be shaken. Now, Now, see the correlation between those two things. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. My heart also instructs me. So God creates our hearts or our conscience that leads us and guides us. Now, obviously, we have the Holy Spirit, so it's better than this. Um, and so he'll lead and guide you into all truth, like the Bible says. But see the correlation between this, seven, and eight. Why does God counsel? Why does the Holy Spirit counsel us? I have set the Lord always before me. If you're constantly in prayer, if you're constantly in the word, it will be very hard to miss the voice of God. People think it's hard to hear the voice of God. It's actually hard. If you're doing what the Bible says, getting into the word, getting into his presence, worshiping, praising, reading the Bible, 
there's going to be a red light that you have to blow through to, Re- to disobey repetitively. Yep. He's not going to give you, and I hate when people, you know, like they think, and I've done this before. So it's not like, it's like, I, I don't want God to speak to me or speak to me through the word. I want like sky writing. I want like, I want like writing in the sky. That's going to tell me God, you know, it's like, and God will do that. But if you're just looking for, for like outward things, like he leads us through the inward witness that's good, yeah. and that's what you felt, the inward witness. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the main way Kenneth Hagin said that he leads his people now. Mm-hmm. And so if you would, I guess the thing is to reframe it instead of thinking, Oh, I need to find a wife. I need to find a wife. I need to find a girlfriend. I'm not married yet. All my friends are getting married and change it to Lord. I'm going to spend time in your presence. That's a really I'm, like I'm going to do everything that you've called me to do already then you'll bring a wife alongside and me. You see, the Lord knows the desires of your heart yep, anyway. Exactly. So, and and I'll, I won't say this in a cringe way, but that's what he did for me. Yeah, like exactly. I, I, it, and you know, the craziest part is that he he didn't even bring me Brooklyn until I had made up a decision. Literally, like, and this is the crazy part. It was the same night I was driving to the meeting yeah. and I felt the tug on my heart to where I felt like I needed someone again. It was the first time I'd felt whole and ready for a relationship, yep. and ready for my spouse. And I've, I said to the Lord, I said, you know what, Lord? I am ready. If you want to bring me someone, I am now desire this. And yes. I've been serving the Lord and doing what he had called me to do as the priority. I built his house first. Yep. And it was the same meeting after worship. I'm tell, if, I'm, I would be lying to you if I told you I'd not made the decision five minutes longer than before I had the word confirming it. And then God set up the rest of the, the, rest of the train of life. So, you, you know. Like God knows the desire of your heart, but what you said is 100 percent true. Freaking stop worrying about it. Yeah. Stop looking. You're not behind schedule. Yeah. You don't have a problem. Seek the Lord first. Yep. You know, build His kingdom, build His house, and then He'll He'll bring you along. And actually, I wanted to add, like, three. I'm not. This is not like a, a dating thing, but these are the yeah. three things that that the Lord gave me when yep. looking for a spouse to to confirm it. Yep. Um. The first one I, I want to say is obviously no red flags. Like you need to know that you know that you know that this is the right person and not have this gut-wrenching knife in your stomach feeling every time you confess it. Like if you're, if you're sitting there being like, I'm going to marry this person one day and you hear the Holy Spirit audibly say, no, you're not. Yeah. And you feel it in your stomach. Yep. It's probably not the person you're going to marry and you should stop, you should stop dating. So I would say first, like if the Holy Spirit confirms it to you personally, yep. that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Secondly, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, um, it talks in, in, in verse 30, it says, how could one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? Yeah. You've heard this quote all the time. Right. Like when you partner with someone, yeah. you know that if your relationship does not multiply the impact of the kingdom of God, it's not of God. Hmm. Not does not say that again, Pastor. If, <laughs> say <laughs> that again, Pastor. For the people in the back. Yeah. If your relationship does not multiply the effect for the kingdom of God, yeah. the advancement of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. it is not of God. Mm. So if two of you can put two thousand to flight, mm-hmm. you guys work together, it's not of God. Yeah. You need to put ten thousand people to flight with yeah. two of you. So when I was when when I was in a relationship with with Brooklyn and we started dating, immediately I felt like I could take on the world and everything I was doing I could do ten times as much. Wow! I felt like and I and I was honest with her. I started talking to other pastors that were counseling us with that, and I was talking to people, and it was not 
oh, I think I could take on an extra job. It was, no, I can freaking conquer the world now. Yeah. Everything that I'm doing, I do dramatically more effective now. Yeah. She helps me when I'm low. I help her when she's low. We, we're a team now, and yeah. we're dramatically more effective for the kingdom of God. I did not have that previously. Mm. We could maybe do a little bit extra. Sometimes it felt like I could do even less. Mm. Big red flag. If you're yeah. not dramatically like if your relationship does not multiply the effect you have on the kingdom of God, it's not of God. Yeah. And the last thing, the third thing I'll say before I'm like done with relationship advice yeah. from this, this yeah. In, yeah. I'm just engaged, but yeah, you know, right. yeah. um, if wise counsel and anointed men of God do not see, um, if they don't give you approval of it, I would question the legitimacy of your your spouse or your your not your spouse but your partner. Yeah. If you speak to pastors, prophets, people in the fivefold ministry, and they give you that like, no, all right, whatever, and you know that they're like, it's not of the Lord. Yeah. Even if you don't like them or you don't like the answer that they gave you you should probably take it back to the drawing board yep. and seek the Lord on it because God will use wise counsel and anointed counsel to confirm something in your heart. Yep. When I had a previous relationship again, not to like make this the biggest thing in the world, mm -hmm. but I repetitively w was warned by ministers and people that were in the, in, in the kingdom of God, wow. like repetitively, and I ignored all of it. Mm -hmm. The second I started dating Brooklyn, even before we started dating, I had five or six people come up to me. I'm talking anointed big name ministers that we don't need to worry about like actual people who are shaking the kingdom of god right now tell me the week we started dating like bro you should go for this girl like you guys would make an excellent team and i'm not wow. talking one two three i'm talking like 10 of the most popular ministers in our faith circle at the moment all telling me like 100 this looks like it's from the lord it resonates with my spirit wow that's what i would i would say yes those would be the three things 100 percent I mean, that is just so, and you need to have people in your life like that. Like that is just, that is gold right there. So more minute or more dating advice questions, more dating advice questions um, blowing through. I mean, if they're quick answers, we can spit quick answers <laughs> let's, with it, but. Let, like, yeah, let's not. Yeah. So like, here's a good question. Go ahead. Um, I won't preach anymore. I'm sorry. I gotta, no, no, no. I this excited. is why I have you. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'd love to hear this. I'm actually, I'm listening to like, The thing is, it's like, I don't want to sound like I'm the coolest guy in the world, but it's like, I screwed up. Yeah. And I did it the wrong way yeah. for two years. And if I could go back and slap myself, yeah. I would. Yeah. That's that's just the honest truth. Right. So, and I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, your, your voice is valuable. And I know like people are getting stuff out of this, no matter how convicted you feel right now, no matter how many texts you have to send right after this podcast or pause the podcast Break up with that person <laughs> right now. No, pause it. Click it. Pause. You got to do it. You got to do it. If the Lord's telling you. Dude, Not, don't just do it. It's just the <laughs> like, second most important decision you're yes. going to make in life. 100%. It's 100%. Who, and, I, and I'm going to tell you now, like, I'm not married yet. Mm -hmm. A couple months, it'll be different. But from just what I've noticed, dating the wrong person and the right person, I am so much happier. Mm-hmm. And life would suck the other way. Yeah. But anyways, carry on. That doesn't yeah, You matter. don't want to marry the wrong person. No. I, that is a contractual obligation you have, and you can't get out of it. No. Unless no. you kill them. And then the, uh, you, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that, though. We're not going to. This is not how to get out of a marriage. Right. <laughs> right. Here's a question. Go what ahead. makes a minister different? That's a good question. So I guess the way to rephrase that is like, and what? I understand this question because what? I know this person. I could look at growing up. And this is what drew me to uh, my uncle's ministry. It's not because he's my uncle. It's just because, you know, like I would sit in his services 
and I would feel, and it's funny how like you don't know how to describe the anointing until you know what the, the word anointing is, but it's like, <laughs> I, just, I just feel different. I, I just feel something different on his preaching than this other guy who like, you know, it just, it just feels like talking. It's mm-hmm. so, like, what's the difference there? The supernatural drawing to someone like that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how Jesus worked. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, you, you think about this, like, before he even started committing, I was committing, Commit- like, before he even started doing miracles, he started drawing people. Yeah. Just he's talking. Yeah. So, obviously, there was an anointing on what he said, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then he's, and then his ministry got activated, and then it was like, wah. And then, yeah. then signs, wonders, miracles. But that the signs, wonders, and miracles is what attracted the people. Yep. The anointing is what attracted his disciples. Mm. So, two, two different groups of people. So, the same way that you were drawn to that, if you're... Are you, is this a question from like who does he serve under or is it how to become a unique minister? How to become that minister that like people can tell there's something different about this person. You can't, God can't bless a copy. Mm. So you can never, like I can't. Let's talk about this, I, man. I can't get up and pretend to be someone I'm not or someone God's not to call, called me to be. There's nothing wrong with receiving impartation. Yep. Not, nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, if your ministry, when it, it kicks off in its in totality and you start, you talk about praise, you talk about rejoicing, you talk about abundance and overflow and faith, it's not because you're ripping off your uncle. It's because right. you sat under that ministry. Exactly. Just like I can't talk about faith and it not be authentic because that's what I grew up with. Exactly. But God will give each person a specific thing that they are to advance the kingdom of God with. Because yep. if you didn't advance the kingdom of God, you wouldn't be a useful part of the body. That's it. So right. you have to bring something to the kingdom of God and the body of Christ to be effective in ministry. But it'll be different. It's yep. got to be yours. Now for me, I've asked the Lord, what is it that you want me to talk about? What is it that you want me to share on? And I had an encounter with the Lord and he specifically, I, I felt exactly what my calling was to the body of Christ. And one of the things that, that I talked about was personal encounters. Yeah. Like the presence and the glory of God in the way that I've experienced it myself. Where I can tell you stories of me lying in my bed and the glory of God feeling like a cloud physically entering my room. Yeah. Where I couldn't get up off my bed for hours. Yeah. Like there's stuff that has shaped my life. Where I, I've been in services before where people have opened the word of God and I felt him walk in the room. And I remember, I remember one time I was, I was sitting, my mom was preaching and it, and it, and it, I, she opened the word of God and she started speaking. And I try to remember the verse from, from, uh, it was in, it was in Exodus chapter 17. And I remember sitting there on the front row like this with my Bible and my Bible, my Bible was between my legs down like this. Yep. And I hunched over to try and think of what the scripture was. And I closed my eyes and I remember clear as day, like I went to close my eyes and it felt like Jesus was standing in front of me. I couldn't like, I, I rolled over. I thought I was going to die. I honestly thought I was going to die. Like, I feel it just talking about it. Like, it was like he was standing in front of me and I couldn't open my eyes. I was just stuck. And the Lord was like, you need to teach people and show people that this is real. This is them. This is their access. Heaven is closer than what you could ever imagine. And everything that Jesus had on this earth, we have as well. And I found my vein. And when I preach, I stay in that vein because I know that God confirms it when you preach something that's authentic to yep. you. And so that's what I would say. If you want to be a unique minister yeah. and you don't want to sound like anyone else, don't preach everyone else's like messages. Yeah. Find what God is trying to get to the body through you and stay in that lane. There's a difference between impartation and impersonation. Exactly. There is a massive difference between impartation and impersonation. And that is so true. So it's like... 
obviously we, we know that the anointing makes the difference between, you know, like an anointed minister and some Joe Schmo who, who like people, you know, like there's no, there's no weight on their words. So we know it's the anointing. We know that that's prayer. We know that, you know, that's fasting. Yeah, it's the signature of heaven. That's on the exactly. And so, and that's the anointing. That's, that's the Holy Spirit confirming in the hearts of the listeners. But I think what you said is, is not more needed than that part, but it's, it's becoming, I think it bec- it's becoming an issue. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not going to call people out, but but it's just like, it's it's very obvious that that people think, oh well, I'm not comfortable with how I preach or how I speak, so I'll just be this other guy. People like him, so I'll be him. Yeah, well, they, everyone he sounds better when he's preaching than yeah. I. But it's like, okay, but God's already got one of those yeah, guys. Exactly. So then you wonder, like, all right, well, you know, if if. Joe Schmo has a big ministry and is exploding. It's because God needs that. Yeah. So if you're going to replicate it, you're going to stay small because God's using this person. Yeah. So it's like it's like God doesn't need a copycat in, yeah. in, in the kingdom. He needs you to be unique to carry the message he's given you right. and do with everything that you've got. Yeah. Don't try to be someone else because it won't work. God can't bless a copy. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So let's see. I hope, I hope that was No, awesome. that was a great. That was a great one. I'm also giving ministry advice now, and we've been in ministry for like six weeks. Well, here's the thing: it's like <laughs> that, that, but that is true because you grew up in ministry. That's why. Yes. You're, that's why you, your voice is so important. And I think I, I'm going to let you do most of the talking because, <laughs> because you know, like I sometimes feel like you know, like what, what do people want to hear about what I what I have to say? But like, you know, you you've seen it. You've seen it all. Like you grew up in ministry like that, and that's mm-hmm. that's it's so important. Here's the question: uh, e, how do I? divorce this of all personal information i this question says i'd like to learn more about the end times uh so we're not going to go into ezekiel 38 right now but let's let, let me recommend to you a book the end by dr Mike, mark hitchcock it's called the end by dr mark hitchcock read that and then you won't wonder anything about it no it goes right through it so so get that book it's it's a really helpful book um, and you're yeah, not and then read one. Revelations a couple of times. Yes. Focus on the important parts for yep. now. Um, Jesus is coming back for a victorious bride. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not live. We're living in the end times. If yep. Jesus tarries, we'll have a couple more years. I might have grandkids. We don't know. Yep. What is our, like, I don't know. Here's the thing is I dove into it. I read Revelations like four or five times back to back. I started reading books, YouTube videos about it. It's fantastic and it's great yeah. information. But then the Lord was like, why don't you open first, first Ephesians or Ephesians 1, yeah. not first Ephesians, Ephesians 1, read that. And I read it and he was like, this is what's important right now for yeah. you. And I was like, Yes, Lord, I right. understand. All right, what is the body of Christ called to do right now? Yep. Yes, we understand what the angels look like, being in heaven, the you know the rapture, yep. all this, the mark of the beast. That's great. None of that has authority as long as the church has the authority. Mm-hmm. And if we skip the authority, we push back the enemy and we get what God has called us to accomplish on the earth right now. Occupy until he comes. That's exactly. It. That's it. Um, and, and if you're 16, you don't really need to be preaching on <laughs> Revelation. Let me tell you. Let me just. Say, so the first time I did preach, I was given the opportunity to preach, and I thought, you know, he was like, you can preach on whenever you want. And so this is like a youth group of like 30 kids, and so like I'm 16, and I think, you know, what I want to preach on? I want to preach on the pre-tribulation rapture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, like, there's obviously an end goal to that, like a salvation, yeah. but like. The way I was preaching it, I was it was like head in the clouds, went over their heads. I was like, I'm like, you got to listen. The, the the church cannot be raptured after the, the millennium because this is why. From and I was like breaking it down like like to like I was talking to Bible uh, Bible college students and they were all just sitting here like this, 
for like 45 minutes. And like I asked someone like afterwards, like, did you understand what I was saying? They're like, no, I've got no clue what you I, I had a conversation preaching. with someone else, like like when the Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine. Oh wait, I don't want to get canceled. When uh, when the the Ukraine, Ukraine and, and Russia war started, um, and it was like <laughs> they were asking, <laughs> they were they were asking my opinion on whether or not yeah. it's going to be like the end times or Jesus coming back. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't care. We yeah. we have work to do. I'm going to keep working because Jesus says it in John in John, I think it's John chapter nine. He's like, dude, like. The night's coming when no man can work. Yep. Work while it's still day because yep. I have to do this. Yep. That's my that's my position on the rapture. Yep. Are we going? I'm on the first bus out of here. Yep. That's what I believe. Yeah. And if you want to stay for the second bus and spend seven years down here, go ahead. <laughs> have fun. You do what you want, baby. Yeah. But like I'm I'm going out on the first the first trumpet blow and yep. until then, we're not slowing down. Yep. That's exactly right. Go what ahead. does it mean when someone says they feel in their heart to do something? That is the most Christianese yep. way of yep. saying that your go. flesh wants to do something. Ah, that is I just feel in my heart that the heart is above all things deceitful. deceitful. So if you don't feel it in your spirit, yep, shut up. You want you want to hear something that someone told me? And listen, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Like I, you know, whatever. I don't think you are. Unless it's something nice. You want to do something nice for it? Like, my, I really felt in my heart to bless you. Or I, I guess that might be what they're that's talking about. That's just a about. mistranslation of your spirit. That's yeah. all that is. Yeah. That, so it's like, that's like the Christian way of saying, like, I felt in my spirit, yeah. meaning, like, the Lord led me to this. I feel the Lord telling me to do this. Yeah. That could be that. But then also other people. So this, this person told me, and not to go back to marriage and stuff, but we're going back to marriage and Here stuff we for go. Like two Let's seconds. Go. This guy told me, he was like. Let's talk about children, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's give advice on how to how to, how to raise, raise children. kids. Yeah. So what I would start from with two guys that have never throw raised them children all in a pool. Yeah. Uh, so he was like, he was like, yeah, the Lord, the Lord told me to to start dating my girlfriend, and we're dating. And you know what? I just I just feel in my heart that God sees us as already married. So we bought a house together, and we're living together. But like, I was like. So when was the wedding? Like, when did you guys get married? He's like, well, no, 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 there was no wedding. Like, I feel in my heart God told me that, like, we're already married. I was like, bro, what? So first of all, for, yeah. for tax purposes. <laughs> Let's break this down. <laughs> for tax purposes, yeah, they're probably exactly. going to be paying more tax than what's required. Exactly, so and that's should, why it's a sin. Should get, you should get married because legally, I mean, it dep- like if the house is in his name and they're just dating, bro, he can just evict her. That's that true. Would be so, anyways. Oh, but but, I mean, also you're going to go to hell. Yeah, that, but that like, um, like the tax <laughs> reasons would be my first thing. Yeah. But that's the first thing that comes to comes to mind is like now you got to file separately. Exactly. Regardless. But um, if you pay taxes. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. So no, that is uh, yeah. Basically, um, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. And then Get whatever, you, whatever you feel. Well, this is not like a marriage thing. Like I that's know. that's evidently sin. Like obviously, don't do that. It's also financially stupid. Very. And but we don't. We're not worried about that. If you're if you feel in your heart to do something and it doesn't line up explicitly with the word of God, mm-hmm. it's your flesh. But it just sounds nice to yep. you. That's it. Yep. It's the only thing I would say. If you feel an unction to do something and it doesn't explicitly line up with the word of God, 
don't do it. I just feel in my heart. I just feel in my heart to like leave my church yeah. and go oh start a church down the oh road. Oh my gosh. I just really felt in my heart that what the pastor preached about today, I just didn't agree with it. So I got offended and told everyone and left the church. <laughs> just like, my yeah, heart. all right, dude, whatever. I don't, we've got, I, well, we could end on this. I think this is a good question to end on. Go ahead. What is the main... I just told you go ahead as if it's my podcast. No, that's fine. That's Welcome fine. to my podcast, yeah. guys. <laughs> Commandeering this podcast. Um, oh, wow. These are, these are, okay. Uh, you want to end on this question? Why does God let bad things happen? I can, like, I could answer that. Yeah. We're going to do like a legit question after that or, oh, not to just, no, okay, um, let's not discount their question. That's fine. Let's just answer oh, and then God. we'll see what to do. The that's other one is how do we know if God's real? That's a bigger question. That's an, that's, an, that's another fun question to answer. I, okay. So why does, why does, why do bad things happen to good people? Why, why do, does God let bad things why happen? Does, okay. So basically the easiest way to answer this is that we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. We live in a sin-filled, fallen world where all authority has been given to the believer. Yep. Whether you're saved or not, you have free reign here on earth. Mm -hmm. Dumb people and evil people will continue to do evil for as long as they're here on the earth. Yes. And evil will continue to reign unless good men do things. Mm -hmm. So that's just the reality of it. God doesn't... and, And then here's the other thing. It's like, well... If, if, if God made everything happen, then you're right. People probably wouldn't get, you know, they probably wouldn't get sick. Mm-hmm. But, like, it would also be Pe- one of those situations. People have this idea that God is up in heaven pulling strings. Like, and the, people say it all the time. Well, how many, God, how many know God's you know, in control? Just, you know, the Bible helps. Yeah, just the just, Bible does help. You know, let let me bring just, how many know God's in control? Not the way you think he is. I don't. I don't say that like God that. is sovereign. Okay? Sovereign. We understand that. He, yes. he is sovereign, but we cannot hide our responsibility as a believer mm-hmm. to do the works of the ministry behind God's sovereignty. And in His sovereignty, He's delegated authority to the believer. Because we were crucified with Christ, yep. we rose again with Him, and we were seated in heavenly places with Christ. This is yep. all Ephesians one through three. This is yep. this is the entire start of Ephesians, meaning all authority including the devil, is being given to us as the body of Christ, and it is all under our feet. With that being said, evil will still happen in the earth. It's up to us to change things. Our prayer changes things. Our lives change things. We are designed inherently to shift every atmosphere we're in. Right. That's that's what the purpose we're given. When Jesus died, he broke the curse of sin and death. Yeah. He destroyed it completely. Yep. But it became a choice the believer's choice was to accept that over their lives or the devil can lie to you and say that the curse is still yours. Yeah. People have bad things happen to them because they choose the curse. Yep. As a believer, we're called to every place the, uh, the sole of our feet trade has been given unto us. Every place we step or speak or proclaim, the curse is broken. Yeah. That's the authority we're, we're designed to have. It says in John chapter 10, it says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that I may give life and life more abundantly. If it's a bad thing and bad things happen, the author of all evil is the father of lies, the devil. The author of all good is God the Father, our heavenly Father. There is no evil in God and there is no good in the devil. Everything that happens in the earth that is not of God is inherently evil. And everything that comes from the Father is inherently good. So bad things will always happen to people who don't know the Lord. That's just the nature. We are a fallen people. Right. 
And it's the way that, that Kenneth Hagen, Brother Kenneth Hagen explained it. If I go out into the ocean and have my back against the waves, I don't have to, and I, and I get wet, I'm not going to blame God for that. Yeah. You're standing in an environment where, where that's what happens. And so God doesn't cause every, like, if you, if you look at it and say, like, this person died, I don't understand, this person died. We don't look at it and say, like, why, God, did you take, it's not like that. It's, you know, like, I, I, I can't put it better than you just put it. So that's a, that's a great answer. Um, are you down for how do we know God exists? Just to end this this here, you mentioned it. So then, like, <laughs> I now, guess we have. Now to. we have to kind of answer it. All right. How All do right. we? How do we, we know? We don't God know. Exists? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hold on, cut the podcast. You're like, what? It's a beep. <laughs> like this long. I'm sorry, Ryan. That was that was loud in this <laughs> microphone. Um, how do we know God exists? Um, what do you want to tackle this from? Do you want to tackle it from from like a like literal mechanical sense or like a I think I like think, a spiritual sense. I think because most the, people argue with this. This is like this is probably some like fourteen year old kid who wants to go have an argument at elementary school to yes. prove God's real, right? Which is a dumb way to do it. D- yeah, but, don't 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 try to like debate people into the kingdom, especially with what we're about to say. Can I say why you shouldn't debate yeah. people into the kingdom? Go say it. Okay, so the kingdom of God is to save men's spirits. Yep. And their bodies follow suit. Mm-hmm. When we save people using reasoning mm-hmm. in our soul, we have what we call soulish Christians. Yes. Mentally led Christians. Yep. So the same argument that you use to get them to say a prayer mm. is the same argument you are going to have to continue to battle the entirety of their lives in hopes of one day seeing them in heaven. Mm. And their mind will never be renewed. Their spirit will never be renewed. Wow. It'll just be this whole drawn out process and you'll have someone sitting complaining in church the entire time because they don't understand it. Right. Christianity was never meant to be understood. It was a declaration. Yep. This was the good news. It was meant to be declared and not expressed. Yes. to people. When you win people to the Lord by declaring the word and let the anointing be the part that seals it, the Holy Spirit confirming yep. it and sealing it in their lives, you get spirit-led believers. Mm. So don't go out and argue with someone and be like, well, you know, that the Lord's real because you know you can see everything outside. That's what the Bible says. Right. The Bible says that the, the earth and the stars are the like the reason to believe this little. Like, you think about it, right? The earth, the sun, the sun is is a hundred and there's a hundred and eight spots the sun size away from us, between us and the sun. It could fit exactly that. The same degree that the sun is 108 times bigger than the moon, therefore the moon can fit 108 times between the moon and us. Every system, every planet in our solar system can fit between us and the moon perfectly. Like it's all like geometry perfect. Our solar system down to the millionth percentile is perfect. Any closer to the sun, we'd die. Any further away from the sun, we'd freeze over. And I'm talking like just a couple degrees in temperature change would ruin everything on our planet. Mm -hmm. The tilt that the Earth set. Everything is designed perfectly for our solar system to work for for humanity. That's why we're not worried about the Earth burning up. It was designed perfectly. So you can look outside and be like, there's no waste. Like you don't look at a car and be like, "Well, that just came together." Like, right. It's if it perfect. was designed, it has a designer. If it was created, it has a creator. Which has- is the most carnal way to convince someone that right. there's a God. Or what you could do is get your friend into a Holy Ghost spilt, like Holy Ghost spirit-filled meeting. Yep. Or if you're a Holy Ghost and spirit-filled fire preaching, you pray in tongues once a week or something. Yes. And you have the anointing on your life. You can pray for your friends. Yeah. You can ask them, like, do you have anything wrong? Like, dude, like, I've laid hands on people and yeah. seen them healed. 
Like I've, I've prayed for people over the phone. I've prayed for people over TV. There was this one lady who was watching. I was, I was preaching on the, on the broadcast once. Like talk about the anointing. I'm, I was like 19, eight, eight, no. I was, I was 19 or 20 at the time, so not that long ago, yeah. but obviously not old enough to be qualified in ministry right. whatever. I began to pray for people and declare the glory of God out over. I'm not FaceTiming someone. I'm not laying hands on someone. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm talking to a camera like this, yeah. and the anointing transferred through the camera, and I got an email response back the next day saying that when you prayed, I stood up for the first time in four years. I was paralyzed from the waist down. Wow. No convincing needed undeniable proof yep. that God exists when his glory is paramount in your life. Yep. When you carry something mm-hmm. that people can sense, you don't need this carnal mindset to convince people is like that. God is real. Right. You demonstrate it. Yeah. You live a life that's holy and righteous and before the Lord. And you become that witness. Yeah. Your whole life preaches to people. Then you don't have to argue people. And then you also don't have that one friend that you go to DM every freaking six weeks to right. get them in church. Exactly. Like, exactly. I people's mean, lives will be changed. So, yeah, like he said, like there is, yes, the resurrection is the most attestable and credible event in human history. We can go out from that. Or yeah. let's pray for you, bro. Like, let, let me see that leg that you said has been, yeah. been hurting. Dude, like, pull in Elijah, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. Where, yeah, where, where is the God of yeah. Elijah? It's like, you know, it's like he didn't have to be like, no, 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 my God's real. No, no, yeah. no. I, like, I'm telling my you. My God's real? The distance from the sun <laughs> yeah. to yes, the moon. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's like, do you see the way that I built this altar? Yeah. It's got seven stones or right. something. Yeah. Like, bro. The seven is the number of God. I don't hear nobody. Like, that's why. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's exactly right. He just said, all right, let's, let's put it to the test. The God that answers by fire. Exactly. And we thank the Lord that it is still that to this day. Amen. The acts, the acts of the apostles did not end with them. Amen. The, the the book of Acts is still being written today, and we are still, we're still seeing miracles. Yeah, we're seeing, you know. You know what? We don't do this every at the end of every podcast, but would you would you pray for the people? Let's let's pray for uh, sure. miracles, healing miracles. There's a lot of people that, uh, you know, talk about getting questions. One of the biggest questions is why am I not healed? Yeah. Let's let's see some miracles. Uh, you know, you've been used in miracle ministry. We all can. We're all believers. And so we're going to pray for the sick. We're going to be praying for um, anyone who needs a miracle. Not typical of a Q&A podcast, but I just feel into my spirit that we're going to do this. And I want you, if you have a need from God, if you have uh, something that you maybe you grew up with, you were born with, the doctor said we can't do anything about it, maybe yeah. it's new. God is a healer. God will heal you now. Put your faith out for now miracles. Jordan's going to pray, um, and I want you to receive. Amen. Have we gone too long, or do I have like 30 seconds to read a scripture? Of course. Go okay. for it. So before we pray for miracles, there's obviously this major misunderstanding that God stopped doing miracles when the apostles left. Yep. And that's what a lot of people, I won't mention denominations, argue because they don't have the power. Yep. They don't have the anointing. They don't have the authority to actually believe for that. Yep. And they don't have the faith. Yeah. We, we are, we're different. We yeah. have the faith because I've grown up and seen them. I've prayed for people and I've seen them, I've seen them healed. I've been serving other ministers and I've seen God move time and time again. So I have no doubt yeah. that God still performs miracles. Um, I want to talk about, the, there's a scripture in in Matthew, um, and Matthew chapter 8, and it's verse 16. And it says that when, he, when evening had come, they brought him many people who were demon-possessed, and he cast spirits out them with a word. Not like a long prayer. Like yeah. this is like, he, was, he just dealt with it. Ow. Quick sticks. Yep. All right. That was South African. Sorry. And he Quick healed sticks. all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the, uh, uh, by the prophet Isaiah. Now, 
this happens yeah. like 13 chapters before that prophecy is fulfilled. Right. So if Jesus fulfilled the prophecy while he was in ministry before it had actually taken place, the whipping post, where right. he bore our... Because, our, our, you know, in Isaiah, it's, it says that he was that by his stripes we were healed. If he fulfilled that prior to being strapped to a post and whipped, if the miracle started before then, mm-hmm. why would they end after it? Yeah. This wow. was... The, the whipping post, we all see it as it being the sole reason for it. No, no, no. The whipping post is something for us to attach our faith to. Yes. A point of contact yeah. that we can attach our faith to. Jesus started the process and he never ended it. Yeah. He gave the same authority. He said to, to all the disciples, he said, now you will do the same things I do, but greater. And it says in, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says that, no, Jesus was a, a man filled completely with the Holy Spirit who went about doing good and healing all. Oh. Not one person that encountered Jesus left the same way when they started. Yeah. In the same way, when we see stories in um, in John, I think it's John chapter 9, if I'm not not mistaken, where he talks about the, the boy who was, uh, um, it might be Matthew 16, anyways, whatever, um, where he talks about the, the boy who was demon-possessed with an epileptic fit, who keeps yep. throwing himself on the fire again and again. And you know what? You know, it, it, they use it to to incite prayer and fasting all the time, which is wonderful. Yep. Prayer and fasting is important. I get that. But they, they encounter this boy who didn't get healed. And they turn around to Jesus and say, like, dude, we prayed for him. He didn't get healed. What do we do? What happened? And everyone says, okay, you know, brother, now I've got to pray and fast. Go back into my club. 40 days. Let's do it. Then I'll see miracles. The part that surprised me the most that the Lord showed to me was why was it that the first person in the Bible that we see them not heal, their takeaway was the fact that he wasn't healed. Yeah. Why was it unusual? Exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh, another it one was, that didn't get it healed. It wasn't like, hey, bro, we understand. Yeah. Okay, but what do we do now? Can you please deal with it? They were like, no, they no, were no, 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 no. What happened? Yeah. Why don't we have the authority yes. for this? Meaning that it's every believer's authority. This is what we were called to as a church. Because I believe personally that we don't have different calls. We mm-hmm. have one call yep. to do exactly what Jesus did on the earth. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pray for everyone who's at home, and I'm going to believe that not only people who need healing in their bodies, people who need a miracle in their bodies, yeah. receive that healing today, but for those who know people who need healings, for those who know people who need breakthroughs in their lives and physical things to change, if you're on your death bed if something like that is happening and you maybe you have a family member who's sick who has cancer who has covid any of these big diseases none of them are too big for our god and i believe that god will use you as a point of contact after the anointing is released now to go and heal the sick and change the world for him yeah amen amen Amen. all right so we'll, we'll, we'll be leaving and pray for him all right father i thank you in the name of jesus Father, I thank you that you hear me and that you always hear me. Lord, I pray right now that every person under the sound of my voice, Father, would you release the anointing that you've placed on our lives. Father, the anointing for miracles now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I speak to every sickness and disease, whether terminal or not terminal, Lord. Father, whether it's named or not named. Father, I thank you right now that at the root, it dies in the name of Jesus. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Let it shrivel up and die. 
Father, I thank you that every good thing comes from you and every attack comes from the enemy. Father, I take authority of that attack right now and I turn it around in the spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak a blessing over every person under the sound of my voice. Father, would you do something different in their lives today? Lord, every person with their hands stretched or lifted now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that everyone who has a family member or they know someone who needs a healing. Father, anoint, I feel the presence of the Lord right now in your hands. I thank you, Father, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit now dwells within us. Father, anoint their hands to touch and to heal the sick now in Jesus' name. Use these people as a point of contact in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Father, I thank you that you've given us the name of Jesus, the name above every other named thing, the name above every principality and power, and I thank you in that beautiful name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your healing power. By your stripes, we declare that we have been healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Now go and take those hands and lay them on the sick, and they will be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for your anointing. Amen. Amen. The Amen. testimony that you just received, the healing that you just received, I want, don't be quiet about it. I want you Amen. to write in. Go, whether it's on Instagram, whether you, you're part of the text list, text me, Amen. DM me. We want to hear these miracles. You know, like people get healed and then they try to keep it to themselves. It's like, well, you should have told me that. Like, Amen. that's awesome. That testimony is going to set other people free. So send in your testimony because we believe that people just received a miracle. Um, and thanks so much, Jordan, for being on. Seriously. Yes. Thank you. Thank, no, seriously. thank you for thank no, you for I having mean, you're me. You're a busy guy. You agreed to be. No, on, it on was the wonderful. I can't wait to make this more often. Yeah, seriously. We're gonna we have live a great an hour time. and fifteen minutes. Away. We actually like I didn't think about that until like you I showed thought it up was here. Three and a half hours. I did too, actually. That's why I didn't even talk to you. Yeah. I was like, he's too far away for we me just, to be friends. We were just like, he was just DMing me late at night. Yeah. <laughs> you could make it sound so awkward after the noise. Was it true or is it not true? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, Praise we'll the Lord. No, it was Seriously. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks cool. for being on. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, maybe you're listening on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Check back in with you next week. <laughs> Bye. Does it always end that awkwardly? Or? I, there's no other way to end it. All right. Just, that's fine. See you.